for episode 107, I'm still in holiday mode, but that doesn't mean I'm going to take the episode off, Mel. I'm bringing my A-game to episode 107. I hope you are too. Oh, I bring my A-game every week. What's your excuse? Oh, well, I was on holidays last week, so it was about a C or a D-game for me. (laughs) Did you notice? It was a short episode. I didn't notice so much that you didn't bring a good game uh, when we were recording. No, well, haven't that's listened good. to it. Yeah. So, what, are you saying worst episode ever? No. No. How, how do you jump to that conclusion? I don't know. Just trying to be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> you are always controversial, aren't you, Scotty? I like to push the boundaries, Mel. Mm. I don't really. I, I don't. That's that's a lie as well. That's controversial. I just like to cruise through life, enjoy the good bits, and try and ignore the bad bits. Be a contradiction from one <laughs> sentence to the next. Yeah. So episode 107 is off to a good start. I had a great weekend at Park Run Mill to change tact a little bit. Oh, and okay, so last week we spoke about 59.59s. Did you manage, and the rest of Team Trickett, manage to avoid the 59.59s? Hey, I'm a pro. I'm a pro. When I come in, things happen. Things happen smoothly and efficiently and luckily enough I managed, really? okay. I managed to you know cobble things together and we got through with no errors on the timing or the stopwatch or the scanner but it's 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 more luck than anything else really so I shouldn't take too much credit but I was I was very conscious of it so I was briefing I think I briefed the, the timekeeper and the scanner uh, a few times because we had last week I mentioned that it was team tricket taking up all the roles and we were going to use the virtual volunteer app. Well, that all changed. Yes. Because we had some locals oh. step up and they wanted to volunteer. And um, I'm, I'm the one who's never going to say no to a, an offer of a volunteer, even though we'd filled the roster. Um, if someone wants to volunteer, Mel, I'm going to say, yes, please, you can help me. So I shifted uh, Team Trickett onto the scanning and then I, I had a couple of locals on the stopwatch and the uh, finish tokens. So we went back to the traditional method. So I still haven't got to use the virtual volunteer. But you had a good morning and you, you met some new locals. So I had a good morning. So my, my, my tale from Saturday is that I had forgotten the joys of volunteering. I think I had become a little bit more focused on the run in Park Run. Yeah, you've been a bit slack this year about the whole volunteering aspect. And because I'm not on any event teams at the moment, uh, there's not the, you know, you're not, I wouldn't say force, but it's just not on a, you don't pop up on a roster. It's not a regular thing for you to volunteer. You have to go out of your way to put your name down to volunteer. And so I had become... Is it so far out of your way to do that? Like, seriously? Well... It's not like a massive detour. No, it isn't. But I do You're have already going to be at the event. I do have more excuses than that. When 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 okay. you're travelling a lot, you you're visiting events that you know you're not going to come back to the next week, or if I'm going to other events that I have been to before, usually the roster's pretty full. Maybe is that an excuse? Good enough. Uh, these these excuses are fairly weak. But <laughs> I know please it's hard continue. To convince you. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I uh, I had become a runner and enjoying park run for the run and had forgotten that the volunteering is just a, another world to the running or walking at park run and so 
I had an opportunity to spend an hour with these locals. And remember, I'm in Bright. I don't know anyone. Um, so it was a great opportunity to get to know all these new people. And there's that, there's that moment where you start the park run and all the runners go off. And so the volunteers have this 15 to 20 minute window where you actually don't do anything other than talk to each other. And I, I like it because it means people are forced to talk to me because naturally, you know, I might not be the most, I might not be the first person people want to talk to, Mel. I'm big and scary <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. But, but do you know what I mean? That for 20 minutes, like 20 minutes is a long time. You or, have a captive audience. Yes, is that you what you're saying? Yes, a captive audience. You and, know, and the volunteers are standing around and they, they don't have any excuses to, to leave the conversation because yes. they, okay. Yeah. And, you know, natural silence in a group of five or six of us is really awkward. So the conversation just flows and, and these people, they tell you about their lives or what's going on at the moment and you feel at the end of the morning that they're, you've got to know them pretty well. So if they, if they come back next week, oh, you've instantly got that connection. Oh, there's Michael or there's Emma. I know them now. And so I will naturally gravitate to them and, and ask them how their week has been or how they're feeling this morning and naturally that's how social friendships evolve. Now unfortunately It starts not, with learning the names, doesn't it? It does. It does. And and I noticed it with the runners. So when you run or walk, you come back, you go and find your barcode, you get it scanned. You might have a chat to someone in the scanning line. Um, but there's this natural inclination for you to not seek out other people to talk to for some people not for all but for some people and I observed it on Saturday that some runners would come and go and I just felt that they were missing out on so much whereas there are others there, there were a couple of groups on Saturday that did stick around but that but even then they still stuck around in their groups and they chatted in their groups but whereas with volunteering I got to speak to all these new people and I I was reinvigorated on the weekend, by the whole park well, run that's concept. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's awesome. I, I love it more than most. But sometimes you forget why you love things, and it was really nice to be reminded on Saturday. Do you think the um, the the runners not sort of engaging potentially as much has got something to do with you know the they're tired or um, still trying to breathe, can't talk, or they're just all in their heads about their actual performance? I don't know. I, I guess when I finish a run and it's been a good run, like I've pushed myself or I've tried hard, I kind of want to talk about it. So I think that's the natural thing. I want to talk to the, the person who is around me. Um, well, personally... I mean, I get a lot more from volunteering as well because of the amount of time it takes me to finish the parkrun course. You know, a lot a lot of other people have got an extra 20 minutes, half an hour to have conversations and things like that than I get because – and that's possibly why I'm so loud on the course. <laughs> You've parkrun near or around me a couple of times and you may have noticed that I pretty much cheer on all the runners. You do. Especially, if, well, if it's an out and back course and the people are coming back, then it's a lot easier to cheer on the runners. Um, and yeah, so maybe that's that's why I do it because I don't get a chance to see a lot of them after the run. No, I think it's it's a, it's a valid point, Mel, and, and I'm seeing it with with my girls too. Yvonne often comments that if they walk and they come back in forty or fifty minutes, 
it's all done. Sometimes it's all done or people are already in their conversations and it's really hard for her to, to connect. So uh, you, yeah. you, you're, you're probably similar. So I hear what you're saying, sister. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, it's not still a sociable thing for those that finish at the tail end of the field. It's just a different experience. Uh, but I, I'm on board with you with the whole volunteering Obviously, because I do it quite a lot still. I am still on rosters and even when I travel, I still manage to get some volunteering in from yep. time to time. Yep. So I think I, if I'm going to try and do it a lot more this year, Mel, so I need you to keep me in check. Don't worry, I've got enough people checking in on me for my marathon training, which I love, by the way. Thank you, everyone. But I want you to keep me in check with my volunteering for the rest of the year. Can okay. you do that? I can take that on board. Okay. Now, you know, that, you've just pretty much given me a bone, <laughs> like a dog. But that's fine. That's fine. That's why I asked okay. you to do it. Uh, but enough about me. I want to hear about uh, your trip to Coffs, Coffs Harbour, an event that we don't know a lot about. We have never spoken to the crew down there. We don't have any adventurers from Coffs Harbour. So give us the rundown. What's it like? It is gorgeous. Um really really beautiful we were lucky we had we had great weather it was a little bit spitty when we first started uh, adam had weds in the pram so the canopy was down but it didn't it didn't uh escalate into rain as such so that was really good we as often is the case made a spectacle of ourselves I spend quite a bit of my time being a spectacle mm -hmm. to other people, mm -hmm. I've, I've come to realise, but I'm okay with that. It's one of those things, uh, I was running with my, well, walking, walk running with my sister-in-law and my brother, and um, Michelle actually said to me, oh, I keep forgetting that I'm dressed like a pirate, and everybody keeps looking at me funny, and I'm like, what's going on? So we, um, because but I, I'm just I, used to interrupt? people looking at me funny. Please do. Um, because I'm, I'm guessing that maybe the Pirate Club is not as well known in Coffs Harbour as it is at, you know, Kiwana, for example. Is that true? Is that well, an assumption? I, I'm not sure the Pirate Club is very well known at Kiwana at all because Kiwana begins with a K. I would have thought that by now a lot of events that start with a C or an R – um, have just learnt about the Pirate Club by, you know... People rocking up as dressed as pirates. <laughs> yes, to, and people are visiting their events purely for that reason. Yeah. Um, but it's... Uh, and, and we've sort of jumped in and nobody necessarily knows that I joined the Pirate Club on the weekend. I chose the seventh anniversary of Parkrun in Australia to sail my seventh sea, oh, which clever. was pretty cool. Yeah, we thought so. And well, we made the journey. Or coincidence? Shh, I'm going okay. clever. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, very clever. Very totally clever. not yeah. something I realised after the fact on Saturday yeah. at all. Um, we, <laughs> we, we took a trip down on the – well, we made a long weekend – we, we left on Friday and came back on Sunday evening so that we could do a bit of adventuring and adventuring with the extended family. So it, this is something we, we have been working towards for a while and there were six of us who joined the Pirate Club. I'm, I'm yet to figure out whether or not Wes has unofficially done it. I think he might be lacking one or two C's still. So he was, he was only a semi-pirate uh, but had great fun. All in costumes. A lot of people had no idea what 
the hell we were doing, why we were dressing pirates. And the run director actually said, um, would one of the pirates like to explain to the rest of <laughs> the people here what you're doing? Because I'm sure there's a few people that have no idea. And so I think, I think she was aware of the pirate club because it, it just seemed fairly obvious. Um, like after I mentioned it, she, she didn't go, oh, or anything like that. So I think, um, I think the event team knew about it, at least in terms of the fact that they're a, a sea event. And it was also nice. It, it's Coffs Harbour. So it was right on the beach. It was a beautiful place to become a pirate. Uh, I think a lot of the other runners had just as much fun with it as we did because we – you know, we, we would respond, but we got so many args and ahoy mateys and walk the planks. Just everybody had a pirate pun or something to yell out to us as they were coming past, which was really nice. They all got really involved. So this is what I mean about being a spectacle. They, um, just, you know, people people love someone in a costume because it, it, it gives them something to connect with that person about. Whereas if you're just a runner running incognito in running clothes nobody's going to run out like the brand of your t-shirt or something like that um you know they might say go the person in the red shirt but they're less likely to say that than they are if you've got a pram that's another thing that people connect with you know i i know i always give extra kudos to people running with prams because that's you know extra resistance training and all that sort of thing but people want to connect with other people out on a run and do you do you find this when you're running on a non-park run day that you see other runners and you just you kind of like force them to have eye contact with you because you just you just what's the word track on their eyes until they look up and absolutely absolutely I I get offended if you don't say hello to me when you when I'm out on the run, <laughs> normally, like what else are you doing? You're running. You've got another running coming towards you. Say hi, mate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's there's there's a shared a shared experience happening. Even if you've never met, you're never going to see each other again. But you both of you, right then at that moment, you're out there and you're running and you're hardcore. I agree. So, would you say the Coffs Harbour Park Runners are now hooked on the Pirate Club? <laughs> I well, I I don't have a, a witty enough response to that <laughs> pun, Scotty. But how how many minutes did it take you of not listening to me actually telling the story for you to think that up? I can't, I can't remember what you said. I was just uh, I thought of that earlier, <laughs> and I just thought that's hilarious. And I dropped that one. But to the to the event, I've talked enough about the pirates. Fun as that was, to the event. Gorgeous course, really, really beautiful. Obviously, I mentioned it was on the on the water on the beach sort of front. You you run along footpaths that run parallel to the beach, and it's a double out and back, which is nice because you do get extra social aspect of uh, seeing everybody again. The volunteers were super friendly. Can't fault the volunteers. Everything went really smoothly, and it was just really nice morning. I'd highly recommend it. People should go. Did you get to the big banana? That's pretty much all I know about Coffs Harbour. <laughs> we did get to the big banana. Um, we we had been a couple of years ago when we were on a road trip with the dogs, but of course that was pre-Wes and Wes had never seen the banana. So that was important 
Giant fruit is always on the agenda if giant fruit is close. Mm. Is Wes a big banana fan? Well, he is now. Okay. He didn't know it was a thing before. He's a big pineapple fan, so now he's a big banana fan. He's, he's collecting. We got, we got, he is collecting the giant fruit. So we went and got the, uh, the selfie in front of the big banana, all the grandkids as well, because my mum came with us and we had a, a lovely weekend, a lovely family weekend with the whole crew. I've got the fever. Mel's got like a, a sniffle, a com game sniffle, but we're going to soldier on. We've got our man on the ground, literally on the ground. Robbo is joining us for a comms game update. Welcome back to the pod, Robbo. Thanks, Scott. And g'day to you and Mel and to all the parkrun and com games enthusiasts out there in podcast land. Now, we want to know. We're not 100% sure. We mentioned it on last week's pod. We've seen you in a blazer. We've seen you in an official lanyard hanging around your neck. What exactly are you doing at this Commonwealth Games? It looks a bit official. Uh, it's a good good question, mate, and it's one I've been asked, I think, near enough 100 times since I've been up here on the coast. And uh, to answer directly, I have the privilege and good fortune to have been uh, included on the Australian Com Games team, uh, not, in, not related to the sport of athletics, but in actual fact, triathlon. And... Uh, my role has been to assist uh, a para-athlete, para-triathlete by the name of Lauren Parker, who some of your listeners may know of her story. She is from Newcastle, where I'm from. She was um, involved in a horrific uh, cycling accident where her tyres exploded um, while she was on a training ride for an Ironman in Port Macquarie. And uh, unfortunately, it resulted in her colliding with a guardrail on the side of the highway and made an absolute mess of her body, breaking multiple bones and structures and including uh, damage, serious damage to her spinal cord. So she's now, uh, yeah, has no use of her legs as it turns out as a T12 paraplegic. So she has been dealing with those, with that situation um, for only just under 12 months, would you believe? And uh, in, uh, only recently in the last sort of few months, um, the opportunity has arisen for her to be named on the Australian Commonwealth Games team as part of the Paro Triathlon squad. And uh, my role has been to assist her on game day as her handler, which is um, a person that helps a para triathlete get from leg to leg. So from the swim leg to the bike leg, which is a hand cycle, and then from the bike leg to the run leg, which is completed in a wheelchair, a racing wheelchair. So... Um, my role is only a, a small one in time, but um, just a, a support role assistant. Lauren calls me her slave, so I'm, I'm been known to get, get her coffees on demand and whatever else she needs as well. So it's been a real honour, a real thrill, and I can report that uh, on Saturday we, we raced and Lauren ended up winning the bronze medal, uh, and so capping off really a, a remarkable story. And um, again, I'm just pinching myself that I, I got to be there to support her and along the way. It's an experience that I have as a, someone that I would love to be an elite athlete being named on the team. This is kind of the next best thing. I think you hit the nail on the head when you say an honour, Robbo. You must just like, what a surreal experience. <laughs> because you've been Lauren's uh, handler, does that mean you're staying in the athlete's village? 
Yeah, that's that's correct. That's one of the privileges that I've been able to enjoy. So uh, as a fully accredited member of the Australian team, I was able to sleep uh, in the village and experience village life for the first time, which was which was amazing. And uh, to roam around and see incredible athletes all around you from Australia and other countries and, and catch up with some of them, you know, for meals in the dining hall and um, and knock about with them has just been a, a, an incredible experience and uh, actually bumped into some royalty leaving the village at one stage when uh, I'm sure Prince Charles and, and Camilla, who, who we'd waved to at the opening ceremony, well, they wanted to get their photo with Lauren and uh, we were happy to oblige and I managed to sneak in that photo myself. So, yeah, had a had a handshake with uh, with Prince Charles and, and Camilla in the village. Very cool. Give us the inside word. Is everyone in bed by like 7.30 in the Athletes' Village? Look, it was pretty tame. I was there for the first five nights of the games and I didn't. I can't report any uh, exclusive antics or any shenanigans that were too wild. I think there's a lot of athletes, yeah, hadn't even started their competition at that point. Um, others, you know, team sports, you'd see the teams coming back and forward, training, eating, getting up, going to play games. So it was all pretty business-like uh, while I was in there. There is, I can reveal there is a, a pub or a bar within the village and uh, along with some of the other triathlon officials and coaches we did go and uh, sample that a couple of times and that was a nice way just to relax and again catch up with some of the other athletes mostly lawn bowlers and shooters from other countries from british isle countries <laughs> were in there but um that was probably about as rowdy as it got we, they, we had a game of trivia and there was a bit of karaoke one of the, one of the night and that's quite distant from where a lot of people would be sleeping so no, it was all pretty sensible uh, from what I could see, Mel, but all the athletes just keep telling me how great um, a facility it is, that they're saying it's the, the best village they've ever stayed in. We were lucky enough to have a pool and a, a personal barista for the Australian team attached to our residence, so um, got looked after pretty nicely, and the food's been fantastic as well. Basically, uh, a buffet every night with you know uh, options from all around the world. So, yeah, I could certainly get used to... Um, village life and actually I did a little thing each morning weighing weighing in to see if I was putting on too much weight. Actually the weight dropped off me initially uh, and then it caught up with me on my last morning adding a couple of kilos so got a, got out of it not too bad too badly but yeah it's been great to, to sample that village life. We've still got a few, few days to go Robert so plenty of opportunities for the parties to fire up and the weight to pile on. Yes. Well, unfortunately, I had to, I've, I've switched roles now, Scotty. So I've had to uh, renounce my my village accreditation, and I've now moved into a role as a, as accredited media and working with Athletics Australia, doing the social media updates and interviewing the athletes at the track. So uh, I'm out with the commoners once again, um, but that's another great opportunity to get up close to, to the athletes out at the track, and um, yeah, that's keeping me pretty busy for this second week. Well, tell us about that because you're building a bit of a profile. You had your video series leading up to the games. So surely all the athletes must know you now, so they want to have a, a meal and a drink with Robbo. <laughs> uh, yeah, some. Some. I'm sure others probably see me and head the other way. But uh, no, look, I, 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 I've got this accreditation pass around my neck at the moment. It says journalist on there and I don't really agree with that title. I, I'm, I don't classify myself as a journalist i classify myself as a fan fan of the sport and a huge fan of the aussie athletes and um to be able to have that access 
is a very privileged thing. And, and sometimes what, what, what I've been, I guess, compelled to want to do is, is give an Aussie athlete a hug. We saw in the race walk the other, the other day, very dramatic with the women's race and Claire Talent getting disqualified right at the end. And I was one of the media sticking a, a phone in, in her face trying to get you know, her reaction and, and the quotes for the stories um, for, for Athletics Australia. But at the end of it, I asked her for one more request. I said, would you mind if, um, if I can do one thing, would I be able to give you a hug? Because she just seemed like she needed a hug. And um, she was happy for me to do that. And hopefully that helped comfort her. So uh, hopefully the, what I'm doing is can extend a little bit beyond just reporting what I'm saying, but also, you know, being in those athletes' corners and, and, and them knowing that there's a huge amount of support. And I know there is from uh, the community out there um, all around Australia. So it's important that they know that it's a very lonely sport at times and, um, yeah, just doing whatever I can to get around them and, um, and, and help promote their stories and promote the sport. Robbo, you've got quite an ex- uh, a bit of experience in terms of, you know, attending these level of events. You were at Glasgow Com Games, you were at the Rio Olympics. What's it like having the Com Games here at the Gold Coast? Like, it's on home soil. How has that differed from the previous events yeah that's that's really it's it's been brilliant Mel um and yeah interesting to compare to those other overseas games experiences it's all those awesome things from them but it's right here in in our own backyard and probably one of the things that stands out you know whatever sport you're at be it swimming or cycling netball but at the athletics I've been lucky enough to be at a few sessions already and um you know that Carrara Stadium, where it's usually an AFL ground with the Gold Coast Suns play, it's rare that you have an entire crowd cheering for one person at a time. And um, that's what's sort of been happening. Any Aussie that's in a heat, in a final, in a field event, the crowd is just getting right behind them. And to hear that roar, it's, I, I've not, it's not something that I've actually witnessed before. I, I didn't get to the Sydney Olympic uh, athletic program. I didn't get to the Melbourne 2006 Games at all. That's the largest athletics crowd I've ever been a part of on Australian soil, and it's just—it's just a magical thing to see uh, Aussie sports lovers getting around, um, you know, all the sports, but in particular athletics, and uh, and getting around our Aussie champions. Many who they, they probably wouldn't even know who they are at the start of the session, but they leave knowing who that pole boulder is and knowing who that long, long jumper is, and hopefully, it's going to do a lot for I guess in, embedding uh, those athletes and. and and their achievements in the minds of, of Aussies all, ar- all around the place and um, and lead them with a hopefully a, um, attachment to those athletes and a desire to want to sort of follow their journey from here on in. One thing we witnessed the other night on the track for the women's 10,000, a really nice gesture by our three female athletes. Um, they stayed around and they waited for the last finisher to cross the finish line. Now, we took notice of this and we really liked the gesture, so we're going to try and repeat that at Parkrun on Saturday, and we're asking all our parkrunners to hang around and wait for the uh, tail walker to come in. Uh, do you like that idea, Robbo? Absolutely love it, Scotty. Uh, I love it. I've been at uh, parkruns in the past where we've we've encouraged runners to do something kind of similar. In fact, uh, once you're finished, scan your barcode, come back out to the finish area and actually have two lines and almost form an arch for those coming through and, and clap them on and make them have that rock star experience as they come through. And I, I love it. And it was, it was funny to see, not funny, but it was, it was uh, really powerful to see that happen very organically. It was actually Madeline Hills that kicked it off. Uh, she stood out there on her own for a while and then Celia and Elsie joined her. And um, 
it's no surprise, mate. We know how good park runners are. They get it and a very caring bunch and, and the barcode wielding Aussie 10,000 metre girls uh, showing that they care and just, yeah, in a, in a time when, you know, all the stuff clouding the Aussie cricket team has come up and questions about our sport levels of sportsmanship, um, what a, what an amazing gesture and, and I'm so proud of all three of those girls uh, for making that that statement and and, uh, and doing that. So, yeah, mate, I'll totally be up for supporting uh, the parkrun uh, attempt to replicate what they did. And that one of the hashtags has been for the Australian Com Games team has been greater together. So I don't maybe that's something that we can feed off that theme as well and, and really have that unity um, across parkrun finish lines this weekend. It's a great opportunity for the athletics crew. Uh, they're in the limelight. They've got their opportunity to shine. And uh, so far, it looks like there have been. There's been some great performances. So hopefully bigger and better things out of these Com Games. I, I think... To be honest, Scotty, these two weeks are probably the two most important weeks that the sport has faced since the Sydney Olympics. And I, if I was, you know, if I'm an athlete, if I'm a coach, if I'm a, anyone cl- uh, close with the scene of athletics in Australia, you know, I'm wanting to get the most exposure as possible out of this and share the stories. Um, I, I was at the track this morning. We watched the men's 800-metre heats. Um, young fellow by the name of Joe Deng. He's only a teenager, and, and there's just an amazing backstory um, behind behind him and uh, many other athletes as well. And we want to get those stories out. And as you say, yeah, Channel Seven coverage, media coverage um, is fantastic for the sport, and, and hopefully a lot of people are paying attention and getting to know these athletes. And then it's up to the sport now to really capitalise that once the games wraps up, and uh, and you know put in place some strategies to to keep that momentum going. Can you give us any personal highlights you've had from the games, Robo? Apart from obviously, you know, your participation with Lauren, etc. Yeah, that was certainly very special, um, as as I touched on to be part of that. But um, look, personal highlights. I just that 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 thrill of walking into the stadium with the Australian team was was amazing. I was right next to Celia Sullivan, good friend of mine, and um, sat with her throughout the ceremony and got a photo in the middle. So what a what an amazing thing to be a part of uh, with that. I guess um, watching some of the other sports, the the, the mixed uh, triathlon was really exciting. If, if you haven't, listeners haven't um, had a chance to see that in action, that's a really exciting new format for triathlon. So two guys and two girls, and they all just run uh, small legs and, and tag off to the next person. And we won the gold medal in that, uh, which was, was really exciting. It come from behind win over the English. So that was, that was a good one. And then... Um, down at the walks at Corumban Beach, that was a that was a lot of fun there as well. We won gold medals in the men's and women's walks there, and um, I was very lucky enough to bump into Vanessa Gibson, who many parkrunners will know from Sandgate Parkrun, and she was all decked out in her volunteers outfit, and uh, we shared a, a selfie at the finish line of the walk. So a couple of couple of old parkrunners uh, catching up there in the middle of the action at the Com Games. That was a that was definitely a big highlight as well. But on the whole, I think just the yeah the the vibe has been one that's full of warmth and, and friendliness. Volunteers, officials, athletes, anyone to do with it. I think they're all just, you know, putting off a really nice positive vibe on, on, across the whole, um, across the games. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that continuing. And I think what's going to happen, guys, is um, same as what I saw in Glasgow. The locals and, and those hosting it maybe a little bit slow to get going with the games, but once it was on, and then once it finished, they, they were totally on board and in love with it. 
and um, I think the Gold Coasters will will really miss it once it once the big circus rolls out of town, you know, in a, in a week or two. I know it's going to be be a big sort of gaping hole slash come down afterwards when you know the Com Games is all said and done. What what's next for athletes when it's all finished, Robbo? Like where where do they set their sights on after the Com Games? Yeah, that's a good question, Mel. A lot of them will head overseas after this is all done, and the season in the northern hemisphere really is only just starting to get underway once their warmer months start to kick on. So, um, yeah, athletes will be looking for races in Europe, looking for races in in America. Um, it's different having the Com Games or the major championships so early in the year. Usually, it's held you know middle of the year, July, August, September. Uh, so, to some, I reckon it'll just be you know, call it done, have the rest of the, have a few months off, um, recover, and then start building for next season and start looking at, you know, the big champs, the world championships that are on next year. Um, others, uh, look, I think we'll, um, yeah, we'll look to stay local and just keep keep going through a winter se- uh, season as well. So it's kind of different for all the athletes. But, yeah, it'll be a huge come down, no doubt, for, for all of them. There'll be some that won't want it to end, I'm sure. Uh, as well and that some of the athletes in the Aussie team I know are retiring Kurt Fernley's one of them at, up here at the Gold Coast so that's going to be very very special to follow him another Newcastle uh, resident and um, yeah you know he's probably going to have some well-earned time off and catch up with the family as well so a lot of them will be very different Mel what they do after the games but um, yeah hopefully hopefully they all get a chance to just have a, at least a week or two off and just reflect on on what they've been through and um and, and taking stock on it all and, and tuck away, hopefully, a number of great memories. Can you leave us, Robbo, with a tip for the final day? The marathons are on the final day. We've got some good representation by the Aussies. Have you got a prediction or some form guide for Sunday's race? Yeah, well, I'll have a crack, mate, and I think let's go with the men's wheelchair marathon to start with. We'll pencil Kurt Fernley in there for a gold medal and maybe Madison Di Rosario the women's wheelchair race so we'll get an Aussie double gold there and then the men's uh, able-bodied marathon unfortunately we're a we're a man down there with Chris Hamer who's not been able to get to the start line uh healthy he's had an injury which has ruled him out of starting which is which is a great shame so we're gonna have, uh, have just the two boys Michael Shelley defending his gold medal from Glasgow and he's on home turf he'll be pretty fired up to uh to give it a good crack and Liam Adams joins him as well the Australian the current Australian uh, record holder for park run. So those two boys could do anything, um, and they both had a good crack in, in Glasgow. Uh, let's give them let's give them a medal each. Let's give Shelley the gold medal, uh, defending his title, and I'll put Liam in for a bronze. And then the women's marathon. Well, that's probably going to be one of the highlights of the whole competition because any any uh, one of them could do some damage too. And I think especially Lisa Waitman. And uh, Jess Trengove, between them, I can't split them. I'm not sure who's going to finish uh, fastest out of those two. And then Virginia Maloney, who had such a great race on the Gold Coast last year, Gold Coast Marathon. So um, but I'm going to put it out there. I actually reckon Jess Trengove might just uh, get a medal again. Um, I'm going to put her down for let's give her a gold and let's give Lisa Waitman the silver medal in the women's race as well. I'm pretty optimistic, as you can tell there. But we're going to be out there cheering them on, and um, anything can happen in these in these big championship races. So I think 
I think we're going to see a pretty awesome day. And regardless of whether they get medals or not, hopefully they can all run as, and be happy with their performances, some PBs maybe. But yeah, it's going to be a hell of a hell of a ride cheering them on there, up and down the streets of the Gold Coast on Sunday. It's going to be massive. I've got massive FOMO missing out. I was at I was at Melbourne <laughs> for the 2006 games, and that was a great two weeks and um, very jealous of what you're going through this week. So thanks for giving us an update, Robbo, and make sure you try and enjoy yourself for the remaining few days. <laughs> thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Mel. Great to have a chat with you. And uh, yeah, look, I, I, I'm living this dream on behalf of, of uh, many, many people out there and um, including yourself, mate. So yeah, can't wait. Can't wait for the next few days to unfold and, and we'll chat, chat again soon. Thanks, guys. Hi Parkrun Adventurers, it's Greta here and um, I'm visiting today. I am at the Main Beach Parkrun and it's a pretty exciting day today because it's Main Beach's seventh anniversary. Um, and for the uninitiated, Main Beach is, was the start of Parkrun in Australia. So we're actually expecting a bit of a crowd today because it's also Commonwealth Games on at, uh, at the Gold Coast at the moment. So um, We've got a few more minutes to go and there's a lot of people arriving so we'll go and do our run and we'll find some people to chat to afterwards. Okay so I'm now here with Nikki and we've just done the main beach park run. How did you find it today? It was great. It's a bit warm out there and, and a horribly early start for it me. Is, it is, isn't it? Um, so you're not from the Gold Coast like me. No. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm, I'm from Wollongong which is south of Sydney. We've got Shaw Harbour, Park Run, North Wollongong Park Run and Sandon Point Park Run, where I live. Awesome. And so you're up here for the games? I am, yes. Yeah, mm. yeah. And what have you been to see so far? I haven't actually been to anything yet. I just arrived last night. So yeah. today I'm going to go and look at the triathlon teams, which I'm excited about. And I've got some hockey tickets through the week and athletics tickets, a closing ceremony. So I'm really Oh, fantastic. Mm. Yeah. There'll be lots to see and do, I imagine. Yep, yep. yep. And so um, you thought you'd come along to the park run today for the anniversary? I'm here. How could you not? So the <laughs> anniversary big crowd so it was good great yeah, yeah. yeah good atmosphere and have you ever done this course before I have once I we come up here for the Gold Coast Marathon each year so oh, yes. I've done it I think it was a freedom run though because it was on the evening before yeah yeah, yeah. from memory yeah <laughs> and there was a lot of people there were heaps of people I don't what do we know there for I know my position was 400 and something so no, yeah so it's and I think I would probably be back in the middle so they must be close to 800 yeah yeah oh. They're looking for finished yeah. tokens. <laughs> good, good job. What numbers job, did you Colleen? have you up to? 600. 600. 600. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So we run there. So I don't know the final figure yet. Okay, but they're, that's a, they're looking like great numbers. It's very exciting. It is such a good buzz here. I am just pumped. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? And we're talking to Rhonda. And you've been volunteering today? I have been, yeah. yeah. Your volunteer yeah. shirt, isn't it, Yeah, a personalised volunteer shirt. That is amazing. Yes, you must well, be a regular volunteer. Yes, well, our event director, Paul, he actually made them up for us. So we're feeling very special, oh, very that's loved. Lovely. They're special for today. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, that's nice. <laughs> well, we love you at Parkrun because if it wasn't for volunteers, we couldn't Parkrun. Correct. Correct. That's it. Yeah. So thank you so much. That's all right. <laughs> Thanks, Rhonda. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. No Thanks worries. for coming Thanks, up for Greta. Park Run. Oh, pleasure. I wouldn't miss it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It is. It's great. All right. See ya. See ya.
Okay, so we're at Main Beach Park, right? And I'm with Carl and Paula and Ethan. Ethan, and uh, you guys are a little bit famous because I think you are one of the first families that started running at Main Beach. Is that right? Yeah, so seven years ago I'd heard that council was going to support parkrun in Australia at Main Beach and I thought what a great way to introduce my kids to an active and healthy lifestyle. Perfect. Yeah, it was. I didn't expect ever to run parkrun. I had two girls in a pram and my son who was six and at the first event he started to run much to my joy with a pram and two girls because I'm not a runner and um, it was lovely to see how many people were there to watch and said oh he can be with us and supported him through and when I got home I said to Carl he was on shift that day I said you've got to come from now on your son wants to run <laughs> and, and that started that journey and all I wanted to do was say to the kids with a pair of shoes you can get out and be active and meet people and have some great friendships and good times and then I've noticed at Park Run you don't even need shoes there are people that are run barefoot. I'm like, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, isn't that great? And so you came along for the for the second run, Carl? Yeah, I've been here ever since then. So, yeah, on and off. I work shift work, so some weekends I can't come. Yeah. But all that time there was always people that would run with Ethan. And he sort of progressed through the crowd. He got faster and faster and people had, different people would pick him up and run with him. So, yeah, there's always been somebody to run with him. But now he's on his own because he's down around 21 minutes and he can go by himself. Fantastic. So you've been running Parkrun for seven years, Ethan? Yeah, about that much. About that. (laughs) So, And you're not little anymore. I know they can't see this on the Parkrun podcast, but you're not little anymore. No, I'm not as little as I used to be, which is good, which means I can extend my strides more and get more pace. Yeah, so you really enjoy your running? Yeah, I enjoy running a lot. Uh, Yeah. Do you do do other sort of running, little athletics or anything at school? Uh, I run cross country at school, but that's just it. I don't really train with any group. My dad taught me how to run and that's just it. So Ethan through Parkrun has met some other events and he's been able to run the Lamington Eco Challenge, which is up in... O'Reilly's, so Lemington National Park, and they run a two-day event where you've got to run, uh, there's a friendly family type run, which is 8Ks, and then... 8.5, and it's not friendly family, Meredith, it's (laughs) horrible, hilly, and it's a beautiful run, but yeah, but so there's the 221s, the 242s, and the 285s, and you've got to run both events on both days, and Ethan started doing that four years ago the eight fives and he's won it every year so far oh well done ethan over the two days and is that a trail it's a bit of a trail run trail run yeah. and it's just open so there's no graded yep. age group so yep. he's gone in that and he's won that 8.5 oh well done ethan i, I love a bit of a trail and we do a fair few of the um, spartan race series oh, so yes. the yeah. 21 k's and the 14 k's so we do a fair bit of running, that, but that all started from parkrun, so yeah, Fantastic. it was good. So parkrun's kind of triggered a healthy, active lifestyle just, you know, as part of your everyday life. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today and congratulations on being, you know, one of the first um, families that were running parkrun in Australia. How fabulous is that? Thank you very much. It is, and I think for anyone listening and and thinking, oh, I'm not sure if it's for me, just have a go. My intention was never to run. I was quite happy to walk and watching my kids and then losing the pram, I actually had to buy a pair of joggers because it was <laughs> no good in thongs anymore. And so, yeah. and now you're a runner. 
I wouldn't go that far, but I can run part of Park Run, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, congratulations and thanks for coming today. So I'm here to, um, with Julie, and Julie, you were the run director um, at Main Beach Park Run today. Well done. That was a big crowd that you managed. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, it was really big, but it actually it doesn't matter to me if there's one here or 700 here. I just say the same thing every week and hopefully exactly. they listen. Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I thought you did a great job with the speech. It was fabulous. Oh, thank you. I was actually wanting Prince Charles and Camilla to be here today, oh. but they've slept in, so they couldn't oh, make they? it. Yeah, yeah staying yeah. up the road. So I thought they just might pop in down from the UK. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> And so how long have you been um, RD at Main Beach for? Um, probably six years, but I've been here from day one. Oh, so you were one of the originals? Yes, there was about ten or so of us here today, and I ran on the first day, and then probably about the third or fourth week I started volunteering. Oh, great. And so how many did you have on that very first day when you started here at Main Beach? How many runners would you We had about runners and walkers. Runners and walkers, we and we did have walkers because we had... Um, Ron Clark, uh, who was the mayor of the Gold Coast, um, he walked that day, yep. and we had just over a hundred. Wow, that, they're great numbers for the very first park run in Australia. Yeah. Well, we were really pleased with the hundred because I didn't think we'd, there'd be a few here, and I actually got onto it through. I work at the City of Gold Coast, right. and they promoted it through there, and it was a lot of um, council employees that were here, and then it just people word of mouth got out. So, yeah, and everyone that's came that day came the next few days and there's a lady here that's one of our local sponsors and she actually was here the first day and didn't even know it was the first day she didn't know till she saw the photos this week oh really <laughs> she's like oh I was there yeah. <laughs> and I said oh I didn't even recognize you but yeah so she was here the first day and a little family that I brought up this morning and made a little chat about they were in prams and now they run it on their own yes so. I was talking to them before um, and they were telling me about how Ethan now does some trail runs and all sorts so it's just yeah. it's just been fabulous for their whole family yeah and that's what I like about parkrun it's not it's you know, the fast runners it's great for them for their training and think but it's the person that comes across the line with the biggest smile yeah. to think that they ran for 5k's or they ran a bit more than they did the week before and they made it to the finish it, line yeah, so they got out there and they did yeah it. so we've yeah. got um some of our volunteers and our runners are, are recovering from different types of illnesses and that and even when they've been sick they come down and volunteer and then they get excited because then they can get back and start running and one of our barcode scanners today she's undergoing chemo at the moment but she's got herself out of bed and come down and mainly now she does mainly volunteering but when she does walk she really enjoys it oh that's fabulous isn't it and now you mentioned ron clark earlier um, and that's the other thing that happened today. There was an unveiling of a sign. Yes, yeah, so we've um, the city of Gold Coast has put a, a commemorative sign up here in the park. It's up quite high that I'd never be able to reach it. <laughs> and we, it's just um, letting people know this is the home of Park Run in Australia and this is where we meet each Saturday. It's um, on the roadside at the moment, but we're getting some new park benches and that put in. They'll be moving it closer so that everyone can see it. But I actually noticed it the other day walking past and I thought, that's a new sign. So <laughs> hopefully other people that don't know about Park Run, um, they'll see it. And it's amazing that you say to someone about Park and you think everyone knows about it but there's still a lot of people out there that need to get involved. Yeah. It's a fabulous community that forms around Parkrun isn't it? It's like um, a lot of people don't have a lot of family if they're from overseas and that and it gives them a family here and you're meeting new people and um, then you'll see them out running together and um, I know just on we do a run here on Christmas day and we had some people here that had no no one for Christmas and that's why I said I'll do it every year because it gives them something to look forward to and then one of our run directors he anyone that was left here at the end that didn't have anywhere to go he took them to his house 
us. Oh, and they had um, people from different parts of the world and different cultures and religious beliefs and that all at his house for Christmas Day. And yet we had fruit and everything here for them, so it all started off nice. And, and a lot of the kids don't like to come on Christmas Day because they want to be at home with their presents. Open their presents. <laughs> but maybe they got new shoes from Athletes Foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good drop there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just a great community. There's just so many lovely people that you meet through running here and I think running has picked up in Australia since parkrun started um, there's just so many more people out there now running than there was always a lot but now there's more and there's groups of people and so many running groups just here at Main Beach on a Thursday at the front of the surf club there's four running groups that start at 5 30. There's another running group on Wednesday and I live 100 meters from here and we just see runners just all day you know all day and into the night and we worry about some of them that run up to the spit during the night yeah. but um there's just all the time there's someone running so. it's great to see people out being fit healthy and active yeah and not only you know the running and the walking and the mums with the prams and the older people they're all it's just getting out there and having a go well thank you so much for having us at parkrun today and thank you so much for welcoming us all to your parkrun family at main beach thank you for being part of my parkrun family <laughs> so i'm now here with tim how was your run this morning, Tim? Hi, Greta. Uh, it was great. I just uh, weaved around and chatted to people. But for me, it was really special to be back here at Main Beach because I still remember before we launched here, before there was Parkrun Australia, that uh, we were out here with uh, surveyor's wheels and, 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 and GPS watches trying to find a five-kilometre track that was going to be suitable and to, you know, to come back here seven years later and be running on almost exactly the same path that we mapped out right back uh, in day one is so thrilling and, and to see so many familiar faces, you know, again, people who were here right back in event one and certainly in the very early days, uh, yeah, fantastic. So many people I spoke to this morning were here at that very first park run seven years ago. Mm. Can you believe it? It, you know, it's amazing. It's just been such an incredible journey. I know it sounds quite cliched, but to to go from what we did back then on that first event where there was, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I had this grand vision that Parkrun was going to be this thing and there was going to be 289 events and all that sort of stuff, because I didn't, it, not, you know, not at all. I, we just wanted to set up one Parkrun and see what happened. And so, you know, to, to come from that morning where we really had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't even know how to use the, the technology then. We'd never even had a practice event. You know, we didn't do a trial. Oh, no trial. There was no trial. Um, <laughs> She'll be right. Yeah, exactly. We just thought, well, we'll just wing it. And, uh, and you know, so we, we had no trial and, and then, you know, it all sort of worked out for the first event and kind of just went from there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, as I say, so great to see all the people, uh, familiar faces here at Main Beach. And for those who don't know, you had spent, before you opened Main Beach, you'd spent some time in the UK and kind of discovered Parkrun there and then decided that Australia needs Parkrun? That's it, yeah. So I lived in London for 10 years and and, and just got into you know recreational running as we call it these days got into a bit of a bit of that over there just to sort of try and keep keep a bit of fitness and and do some, you know have a bit of fun with my mates go go running and so on uh and uh, it wasn't until the last year that i was living there 2010 that um someone said to me oh you can there's this free 5k run you can go and do and i used to do all my running with my little dog clarence and uh said you can actually take your dog and i thought oh wow that's cool so i went up to wimbledon common and uh and did my first park run there and then i think i didn't have my barcode on that day no. because i did two and only one's registered on my profile so I'm not, I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one that I didn't have my barcode but you can't but, forget your barcode uh, no apparently not apparently you need your barcode you? so but uh, so I'm anyway told. yeah so, I'm told. so so I did a couple of park runs there and then um, just sent a, a quite random email through to uh, to 
uh, Paul Sinton Hewitt, the founder, and I met with Paul. We went out for coffee in, in Wimbledon, and then uh, about four or five weeks later, I met him again. Uh, and we, yeah, we just basically agreed to make it happen. And, and I was planning to move back to the Gold Coast. So, you know, just by default, Gold Coast Naturally was here. where the first event was going to be. And, and what better place to have had it? You know, Ron Clark was the mayor of the Gold Coast at the time. So uh, obviously being a, an incredible runner himself, he was a, a huge uh, advocate for, for Park Run and became our patron. Um, so it was just such a natural thing to launch the first event here at Main Beach. And, um, you know, the course here is incredible. It's always been a, a great course and there's always been great people involved. So it's, yeah. As I say, it's such a thrill to be back here for the seventh birthday or seventh yeah. anniversary. Well, thank you for bringing Park Run to Australia. I, on behalf of Australia, thank you. Um, you also um, made a really special announcement this morning. Do you want to tell us about that? I did. I did. I, I guess when we were um, uh, doing the, the the brief this morning, I talked a little bit about the history, but uh, of course, you know, uh, as as uh, all things happen, we're, we, we're looking to the future as well. And I announced the uh, the launch of Junior Park Run. It's something we've been talking about for a long, long time. Um, Lots and of people very excited. That's about that. it. Yeah. So the first event is actually going to launch here on the Gold Coast in Southport. Uh, on April the 22nd, so only uh, two weeks and one day from today. Um, the third event is, uh, sorry, the second event is going to be in Eltham in northeast uh, Melbourne. And what date did we say? That was May 27? Yeah, that's right, yeah, 27th of May, yeah. Uh, and then the third event is going to be up where I live in the Whitsundays in, in Cannonvale. So Cannonvale Junior Park will be launching on June the 9th, 9th I think we said, yeah. Yep. So, look, it's really exciting. It's going to be a whole new dimension of park run, yeah. two kilometres for four to 14-year-olds. And, and look, we're, we're not setting this up so all the fast, fit kids who do 5K park run can come and just bash out 2K. You know, from what we see in the UK, the kids who do junior park run are not the kids who do 5k park run. You know, junior juniors is about kids who can't do 5k. It's about kids who are, um, you know, young and, and just want to get out and be active with their mums and dads, and uh, or kids who are who are un, unfit and and, and and want to try and improve their fitness and their health. So, we're really looking forward to creating a whole new community around junior park run. Um, the th- these three events are going to run for 12 months. Uh, and then we're going to assess it at the end of that to see if it's, uh, I guess, if the concept is something that we can roll out um, nationally. So, yeah, so unfortunately we're not going to be able to put events in the first 12 months in any other parts of Australia. We have to have them where our staff are based, so hence the Gold Coast, Cannonvale uh, and, and also Melbourne. Because we've got to look after our kids. That's it, and and look, there's a whole minefield of of uh, stuff that we have to do, which are, you know layers of of, of safety checking and things mm. like that. That and rightly so that we have to do to, to, for junior park run. So we're really, really, really excited. It's going to be really, really hard work, um, but we also think it's going to be complete um, game changer in terms of you know kids being able to get out and get, be active for free with yeah. their families. So. That is fantastic news for park run in Australia. Yeah, it, it is. It's um, I think you know we've already already had great success with park run. It's it's getting big. You know, over 700,000 registered people here. But I think the fact that Junior Park Run is specifically for children is going to open us up to a whole new world of, uh, of, of people and families. And I think it's going to generate a lot of uh, interest with the press and with government and... And, all, and, and things like that. So, yeah, look, it's, it's really, really exciting. So, um, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah, well, congratulations. And congratulations on seven years of parkrun in Thanks, Australia. And, 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 look, like I said this morning in the brief, you know, parkrun 
you know, the story of Parkrun seven years in Australia is, is not my story. You know, it's, it's the story of the thousands and thousands of people who volunteer. It's about our event directors and the run directors and their teams and our event ambassadors and, and uh, all those people who make Our Parkrun family. Exactly, the Parkrun family. And it's, it really is just a, fen- you know, social phenomenon. And, and so um, I guess Parkrun started because of me, but... Pretty much from there, you know, the, the life of, of the whole thing has been everyone else. So, you know, so it's a great time to pay tribute to all our volunteers on a, on a, on a special day like today. So for everyone who's listening, I dare say, you know, being the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, most people who listen to this <laughs> would also volunteer at their at their run. So so thank you to, to everybody for... We love the volunteers. For, exactly. So thank you to, for A, your participation as runners and walkers, but more importantly, your participation in Parkrun as volunteers. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Greta. Over and out. So we're now having coffee after our, after our lovely park run at Main Beach. And I'm here with Paul, who's the event director. How are you going, Paul? I'm excellent. I'm excellent now that we can sit down and have a rest after that big day. <laughs> the pressure's off. It certainly is. It certainly is. But had a great team around me, so I shouldn't have had any pressure, really. But... You've got a fantastic group of volunteers there, haven't you? Yep. I've got seven RDs that are do most of the work for me so very fortunate there great team and you made them all personalized shirts for today yeah um it was just something i wanted to give back to them i've had some of those volunteers have been rds for for seven years and i just wanted to give something back to them so out of my own pocket and yeah i had to iron the transfer on so that was a bit interesting but yeah just sort of be nice for them oh how lovely they were a bit thrilled i spoke to a few of them and they were pretty happy about that yeah, one of the, Wendy came up and said, this is the first shirt that I've ever been given that fits. So, <laughs> so that was a bit of, bit of luck, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. And so we are in the, is it the main beach pavilion here? Yeah. Just it's the coffee part, shop? It's part of the surf club, so just to the north of the, the surf club, the pavilion. Um, they're sort of like our go-to coffee shop after um, we do our park run. Another reason we come here is they let us store our good gear here, so that's pretty good. That's amazing, isn't it? Saves trapes look between one car to another and over the week, so yeah. yeah. Well, it was a lovely course, um, and you were telling me before that this is actually the original course for Main Beach Park Run, but it hasn't been the course that has been used all of the time. No, so originally we had this course and then they weren't getting the numbers, so after about 12 months we moved to um, the start line down 200 metres, so we actually ran past the surf club. And after a couple of years, we got so busy that we had to move back because we were just in everybody's road at the surf club. Now, what's your parkrun story? How did you get involved in parkrun? Uh, that's a bit, a bit funny. Um, I'm a, a runner from back, but I stopped as I got older and my wife loves the gym and she wanted me to go to the gym and I said, I'll go to the gym if you start running with me. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere we just heard about parkrun and turned up to Main Beach and that was a deal. My wife ran and now I go to the gym three times a week and she runs parkrun with me. Um, last year, because I've done a, done a handful of marathons, but my wife ran her first marathon and oh, I no. ran the whole way with her. So that was interesting, husband and wife. And another good one too is the year before, I ran a marathon with my 19-year-old daughter at the time. Oh, well done. Oh, well done. Gold Coast Marathon. But the funniest thing was in the training, she'd go out clubbing. She'd get home at 3.30. I'd knock on the door at 4 o'clock and say, all right, Bianca, we're going for a run. So we do, we'd start our long run and oh, then... That's my breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. We do our long run and end up at part the start of park run to do an extra 5K. 
But yeah, so she was still That's, a bit under the weather. It shows a bit, a bit of commitment from her, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It oh, does. Well, look, thank you so much for everything that you do for Parkrun. Um, and thank you for having us all no. at Main Beach today. It was an absolutely glorious morning. Well done. Excellent. Thank you. I'm glad everybody came and I'm glad you came to enjoy our Parkrun. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Good morning, adventurers. It's Melissa here with yet another audition for the Channel 5 News crew. I'm not over the line yet, but I'm nothing if not persistent. I'm going to keep having a crack at it until I either get a rose or I get voted out of the jungle. Where are you today, Melissa? Well, thank you for asking. I've travelled a mega 40 kilometres this morning to come to the home of Parkrun in the greatest state, Albert, Melbourne. There's a little celebration happening here today to rival all the hoo-ha up north, so I'm on the job bringing you the news as it happens. Okay, so we've ran the beautiful Albert Park Run this morning and I've found Cathy Ray. Hi, Cathy. Hi, Melissa. And uh, you've got a club, uh, an adventuring club named after you, don't you? Yes, the Ray Ferrer Club for anybody that does all of the Sydney Park Runs. That's fabulous. And what's brought you down to Melbourne this morning? Um, to celebrate Brendan Peel's 250th Park Run. Have you met, you've obviously met Brendan around? Yes, in our travels. I've met him at multiple places. And, and I normally come down for the city to see, which I'm sad was announced it's cancelled this week. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I heard that. Um, so you've been doing parkrun for quite a while then? I've been doing it since the same time as Brendan, January 2012. But I started at the first one in New South Wales at St Peter's. Okay. All right. And so do you know the total of different events you've been to? 70. That's really good. <laughs> And, okay, and Cathy, how did you first start getting into parkrun? Um, sadly, I came to parkrun after the death of my husband at 50, so wanting to lead a healthier life for myself and my sons, I've come to parkrun and, and done all of them in New South Wales over the last three years until recently because parkrun's becoming so popular that I just have a few to catch up on at the moment. Well, that's the challenge, isn't it? That's what makes it. That's what makes us keep coming back, so yes. we can catch up on all those events and and, and meet tourism friends and meet people in different suburbs and towns. That's great. All right, it was really lovely to meet you. Thank you very much for talking to me. Okay, thank you. Okay, now I'm here with Margie Olsen. Hi, Margie. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you, and welcome to Albert, Melbourne. Have you been here before? Yeah, I have. First time I came here, I walked it. And today I was a photographer, volunteer, and so now I can tick my A off on my alphabet list for the uh, for, um, the volleys. That's oh, you're doing an alphabet for volunteering as well. Yeah. Because you've got a club named after you, don't you? I do. Yeah. And tell us what that, that's that's about. Ollie Volley. Um, because I'm the only person that's done a volunteer in every state and territory in Australia. Um, and I've been photographer at every one of those. Oh, that's yeah. fabulous. You yeah. must get good photos then. I hope I do. Sometimes I get disappointed with them, but yeah, so I get, yeah. I meet a lot of people behind the camera. It's a very important um, job. It is, it is. I always wait for my photos eagerly. I do. I, I'm very eager. I'm, I'm very, I, I really hate it when you, know, when you go through and you can't find them. So yeah, I tried, really try very hard to make sure I take everybody at least once. So, and obviously you're down here for the great man. For the great man, yeah. Um, I, think, I think I first met um, Brendan in Newcastle um, in 2012. And so we've been friends ever since. And um, so, yeah, so we followed him and whatever. And so we've met up several times at different park runs throughout Australia. And uh, so, yeah, couldn't have missed this one. 
Oh, that's br- brilliant. Really nice. It was nice to meet you too. So nice thank, you. Thank, you. thank you for volunteering. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Okay, so I'm here with Brendan Peel. Brendan, congratulations on your 250th run today. Thanks very much, Mel. Um, I knew it was going to be a good day, but it, it just kept getting better and better. Um, there was just so many people, not, not just from, from, uh, from Albert Park itself, but from all, all park runs around Victoria and even a couple of interstate people, uh, namely Cathy Ray and Margie Olsen. Um, huge surprise to see them both. But just so many people and just so much encouragement. It's just one of those lovely days you'd never want to end. Now, 250 is a pretty impressive amount of park runs. So clearly you've had a lot of different experiences. So um, do you have three standout experiences, um, things that have occurred at a park run that might be a little bit memorable that you could share with us? Yeah, there's all sorts of things. Um, my, uh, so, for example, my very first park run was at Albert Park in 2012, I believe. Uh, I did that with Vin Martin, and today I did my 250th with Vin Martin. So that was, you know, like probably a bookend of, of my park run story. Um, then, then it comes down to milestones. Like my 50th was 50th was Aubrey Wodonga, which was a big deal for the day because hardly anyone had ever done a 50 different park runs. And now, you know, red shirts, uh, we see them all over the place. Um, my 100th was um, here as well, a great milestone. Um, the Peel Club itself, the day that got formed at Logan River, that was, you know, I got treated like a rock star that day too. They were, um, you know, they were really significant milestones. And amongst that, there's even more significant, significant milestones or, or just great experiences. Like even last week, I ran into the Braglias, the family of three from, um, from Mount Barker. Um, and that was the week after the Parkrun Adventurers meetup. It, it just seems to be the, the gift that keeps on giving. Just so many people from all over the country... Um, who just share not not so much the run, but it, it's the social component of, of just all everyone getting together and and you know enjoying each other's company and good morning and um, you know and having and having a run together. Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't think the social side of it can be underestimated, and we've made and we make so many good friends all around the country, and people travel to come and see us, and it's just brilliant. And you've met your partner through par- through Parkrun, or no? She's joined Parkrun. Uh, yeah, Michelle Taylor there, uh, she, uh, not, not through Parkrun, the, the normal way nowadays, the internet, um, but she got radicalised, if you could call it that, very soon in the piece, and, you know, she's actually got a milestone run, she'll be doing a 50th different event out of 56 at Bannockburn next week, so, um, milestones, there is always someone chalking up a milestone and, and, and all the more reason to celebrate, um, in whatever way we see fit. Thanks, Brendan. Great to speak to you. Great to see you again. And can I just have one more question for you? Can, uh, can you please tell me, do you think that they should let me be a roving reporter? Uh, you're the best. You've got the most beautiful voice, softly spoken, but yet yeah, thoughtful, excellent elocution. Um, you're the only one I listen to religiously, Mel. Well, thank you very much, Brendan. See ya. See ya. So that's it from me from the beautiful Albert Melbourne Park Run. Um, happy birthday, happy anniversary, Parkrun Australia and Main Beach to Paul Ralph, who I coincidentally happened to meet at a Parkrun adventure in St Peter's a few years ago. Hope you had a fabulous day, guys, and that everything went smoothly. I look forward to seeing all the photos on social media. Um, Scott and Mel, how'd I go? Am I in? See you again soon. Big thanks to Greta for travelling interstate this week to give us everything that was happening at Main Beach. Massive weekend, huge announcements. 
Very exciting times, Junior Parkrun Australia and the three locations, Scotty. I think you may be involved in one of those locations. Very much so. So we're doing Southport in a couple of weeks' time, followed by Eltham in Melbourne a month later, and then a month after that, Cannonvale up in the Whitsundays, where Tim is from. So he'll be looking after that one for us. Very cool. And long-awaited and much-anticipated. I'm sure it's going to be... Huge. Absolutely huge. And let's deal with the topic at hand. Melissa Ellis. The topic at hand. Melissa Ellis. Mm. She's, she's put us on the spot. She's asked us the direct question. A couple of times in a couple of different ways. Mm. This this was a very serious application. I'm, gl- I'm glad to see that she's given it some thought. Uh, she structured her reports very well this week. There was a nice theme running through, which is always good. Adventurers and um, unofficial parkrun clubs was the theme. I don't know. What do you reckon, Scotty? A couple of factual errors. That, True. That, I mean, you True. know, that, that some might argue that that makes her a perfect candidate for our crew. But <laughs> <laughs> um, am I a stickler for rules, facts? Mm, I don't know. I don't well, know. I, can we just point out what we believe are the factual errors because other people may not be following your train of thought with that? Okay. Well, is is Albert the home of the greatest state? I, th- I think the greatest state is factually correct, but I'm, I'm not sure if Albert is the home. I'm not sure we have a home. The home of Parkrun in, in, in the greatest state? In Victoria, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Could there be two homes? Is it the home away from home? Given that Main Beach truly is the home. Yeah. Yeah. Too many questions for me. I don't know what you're thinking, but Well, perhaps it's time that we send set her one final proper challenge. And if she can rise to this challenge, she's in. Yeah. And we're not being hard on her because we, we did the same for Tok. We set him a challenge, and I think for Gary Murphy as well. well. They they were given final challenges, so what do we got for Melissa? Well, since this podcast is all about you and me... Yes, absolutely. I think you're changing the name. I think you're changing <laughs> I think. The name. But that's for another time. Oh, yeah, to, to the, the Mel and Scotty show or the I Scotty so. and Mel show? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Um, I think... I think we need to to task Melissa to find some more Mel's and Scotties and to interview them for the podcast. Love it. Do it. That's it. Okay. And now um, we we need to put a little disclaimer in here, Melissa Ellis. Mel Ellis, you cannot be the Mel. We need to find a third-party Mel. And and we're saying at the same weekend, at the same park run. It can't be spaced out over multiple weeks. No, no, these, these two people have to be at the same event. Well, that's, that's a level up challenge and we know she likes it those. Is, <laughs> we do, yes. She likes to rise to the challenge and uh, I reckon this is the perfect challenge for her. Yeah. You could have twisted my arm to stretch it out because, I, you know, Scott's not that common. It was, common, it was big in the 70s, so there's lots of people around my age, but I've never met a Scott under 30. Have you not? No, no, it's just one of those names that's faded out over time, which is a shame because it's a cool name. It's a great, the greatest should, name. Th- there's probably, in the last two years, there's probably been multitudes of them since there's been a podcast with a Scotty. Lots of dogs called Scotty. 
Well, there are Scotty dogs called Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm going for a run and someone will call out, Scotty, here's Scotty, and then I realise it's their dog. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever met a dog named Mel. No. But there we go. So, Mel, Ellis, you're not in just yet, but getting close, getting close. Now, this week, Mel, this coming Saturday, there are no launches in Australia. I know, right? What happened there? I think this is the first one for the year where it's just nothing. Well, to fill the to fill the void, to fill the gap, we're launching an entire country this weekend. Do you know that which sounds one? Sounds like an excellent plan. I do know which one. Do you know which one? I do. Yeah. Do you think we should tell the adventurers, those that don't already know, or leave it as another tease? I think we can tell them. Okay. It's pretty exciting. A whole new country. Yep. So, no launches in Australia, but we're launching Malaysia this weekend. And what's the name of the event, Mel? The event is called Taman Pudu Ulu. Well done. And I'm probably terribly pronouncing that name. I, you know what? I, how about I go to Malaysia and I hear it from the horse's mouth, the event team's mouth, about how they pronounce their park run. Yep. I think uh, I think we need to do that. I think if there's nothing that we do more on this program is you get names of towns right when we pronounce them. So I want you to go straight <laughs> straight to the source. Okay. Can you do that? Is there a timeline on it? Like how soon I should do that? Well, I want it this weekend. I don't want to wait. I, I would have forgotten uh, about it if we wait a couple more weeks. This weekend. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do. Okay. See if there are any flights going to Malaysia this weekend. On, I'll be on to it as soon as we finish recording. Well, you do that. However, <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, anniversaries this week. We've got one at Fingal Bay in New South Wales, another at Georgetown in Tasmania. And one in the not necessarily greatest state, though it's often said by Scotties. Warrigal in Victoria. There we go. You know, I'm, I'm off for another adventure. I'm still in Bright, but uh, we're heading off before Saturday. And the main reason we're, we're leaving is to do a, an event that we haven't done before. Ooh, are you going to divulge? No, no. I'll, that'll be my tease for next week, but... Um, I'm looking forward to doing this Got to this get event. the listeners coming back. Yeah, we're sort of, we're a long way from Melbourne, so we're making the most of it, and we're going to an event that is a long way from Melbourne. So, we have an excuse to, to go. And Excellent. it's going to be quite a contrast to what we've been. We've been two weeks in the mountains and the rivers, so mm, we're all looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be good fun. You know how last week I was complaining also about uh, running by myself and... Not not enjoying it much? Yes, I do know that. And I, I saw your, your long run the other day and I thought, oh, I wonder if he was by himself because that was a good time for a, a long distance. I, I was by myself. Um, and thanks for the uh, noticing how quickly I run. <laughs> <laughs> but that's You're welcome. It. Uh, again, I've read, I like I've rediscovered volunteering and I've rediscovered running by myself. I've, I've really enjoyed it after a slow start this week because I get to run at my own pace. I get to think all these things in my head. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm 
being retrospective. I'm analysing my life choices, and I've actually really that enjoyed it. That sounds very it. deep. Well, your mind wanders on on a two hour run and or forty minute run, whatever it is. And uh, it's it's not football season, or it's Australian football season, but it's out of football season, so my my head's got space for other stuff to to think of, and I've, I have really enjoyed solo running these past couple of weeks. Well, I'm glad to hear you're, you're embracing it, Scotty. Yeah, I'm embracing it. I haven't listened to music or podcasts. It's just been uh, birds and creeks and rivers. And whatever's going on in that noggin of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done you. I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, have you been for a run since uh, Run the Date My Way finished up? Uh, not exactly. No. <laughs> I obviously was at Park Run on Saturday. And I was I, I showed up with every intention of running and to see if perhaps I could run the whole course. And then um, it turned out that because Nick and Shell weren't running, I was like, oh, well, I want to spend time with them. And their costumes, and to be honest, my costume as well, was not really conducive to a comfortable run. Uh, I had a couple of wardrobe malfunctions just at our own pace. Uh, We did run the last kilometre in, so that was a little bit of a run, but I I actually have intentions of heading out today or tomorrow. No, no, let's not say that. I I don't intend to do that. (laughs) I've got to... (laughs) I mean, I did intend to do it when I said it in a sentence about two seconds ago, and then I remembered that you set me a task to find a flight to Malaysia. And if I'm going to fly to Malaysia, I'm probably going to have to wash some clothes and do some packing and all those sorts of things. So I might not have time to squeeze a run in. See how we go. See how we go. Hmm. I'm enjoying the no pressure of not having to try and find time every day to run. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, you can take Wes to Malaysia? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, he's not big enough for me to travel without him yet. Okay. So, adventures he must have. <laughs> He's going to be the most well-travelled kid by the age of two going around, I reckon. Because aren't you heading to America in a couple of weeks as well? Yeah, there will be a US trip on the on the cards very soon. It's, yeah, wish me luck with all these long-haul flights. Yeah, it's a shame he's not going to be able to remember any of them. But he'll have the photos. Uh, he'll have the memories of photos. And he'll have the stamps in his passport. Yeah. And that's it for episode 107, Mel. Before we go, I wanted to welcome one of our listeners who has been suffering the last few weeks or months, binge listening to every single episode back to back. And she's up to date. And she was an adventurer who who joined us at Shell Harbour. So welcome, Caroline. Uh, Welcome to the joy of waiting a whole week for the next episode to be released. What are you going to fill your time with? I don't know. But I know my favourite podcast. <laughs> my favourite podcast they, they, is three a week usually. But every time one finishes, I'm like, oh, I just want more. I want another one. And you've got to wait a couple of days. Three a week? Three Have a week. Have the same hosts for each episode? They do. They do. But there's a, there's a whole group. It's a professional unit. Um, so that's, that's what that they do. That sounds exhausting. Like, I think it's their job. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all they do. Well, I don't know. Whereas for us, it's a labour of love. Yes. Yep. But anyway, so welcome, Caroline, to... To being up to date. Welcome. And thank you as always, Mel. I'll speak to you next week, hopefully, from Malaysia, if you get stuck there or not. (laughs) 
Who knows? If you uh, even make uh, it. Oh, t- let's not. Oh, now you're making me feel. No, don't don't say things like no, that. No, I'm, I'm saying you've got to find a flight and you know, all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, thank you, Scotty, for joining me this week. If I don't make it <laughs> to episode 108, you might be able to find somebody else to be a co-host. That's not what I'm saying. Like, you, we, we can record when you're stuck in the Malaysian airport. That'd be great. Would it? Yeah, well, for for us, listening in. Okay. Although the acoustics, airports have got really high ceilings and generally lots of people, so maybe not. Yes, maybe Mm. not so much. I'm I'm not planning on taking my headset with me. I've got, yeah, anyway. We're rambling. I think this all got very messy. (laughs) Perfect, what a great way to end Speak to you next week. (laughs) See ya.